1: Hello and welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. America's top rated sportsbook. Johnny Venerable, Bo Brock live here on Radio Row ahead of Super Bowl 57. And we have an action-packed Thursday banger for you here. 415 Mountain Time, Arizona Time, Bo Brock. What's good, my man? Yeah, we got Kevin Durant coming up on the
2: show. (laughs) Uh, Going to have him sit down with us, talk about his new – being acquired by the Suns last night at 11. Suns, top of the – every headline, right, here on any publication, any website, everything, you know, national media want to talk about, KD to PHNX. And And, uh, the Arizona Cardinals continue to sit on their hands as far as hiring a head coach
1: uh so yeah so we're not going to be naive to this kevin durant is basically a phoenix son, right nobody's made an official announcement yet but it's happening katie to the valley and uh you know we've got an interview coming up with james Conner that we're super excited about but we thought be appropriate to kind of level set because we've seen him walking around michael bidwell playing host here ahead of super bowl 57 all while his team won four games last year Mm -hmm. you've got some folks that are dropping out of this coaching search so Bo, i thought it'd be appropriate how does this move by the new ownership of the Suns put additional pressure on Michael Bidwell to step up his game? Does it, in your opinion?
2: No, I mean, yeah, the actions of, of new Suns owner, Matt Ishbia, I mean, it's it's already, he's making moves, right? Yeah. We discussed this when the report came out that he was going to be the next Suns head coach, and we just mean debated and kind of examined how much pressure should it put on the shoulders of, of Michael Bidwell and the Arizona Cardinals? Does yeah. it create... A new sense of urgency that, you know, you you would hope was already there, but uh, we're still not seeing it. We're still not seeing it. You know, the report came out from Adam Schefter uh, just on top of multiple reports that the Arizona Cardinals aren't going to make a move before the Super Bowl, Um, and it it certainly looks like that's going to be the case. Uh, And and then you've got New Orleans Suns not even in the building officially for 24 hours, and making an absolutely just unbelievable move for his franchise and sets the tone uh, and there's no there's no tones setting moves being made by this cardinals organization as of yet outside of wanting to reset but also not really showing anything of which direction this new regime's going to go
1: i think michael bidwell's a great ambassador for the valley for glendale and phoenix and i think he's done a great job getting the, the word out about how great state farm stadium is but the Cardinals are a different dynamic, right? And I don't think there's any question that the Phoenix Suns, whether deliberate or not, I mean, it just so happened that the trade deadline fell during a week where your kind of rival team in the Valley is hosting the Super Bowl. They stole the headlines today. Yeah. And you've got Michael Bidwell now having to face the reality. You've got people like A.Q. Shipley going on. Pat McAfee here talking about how the facility is not great, the weight room. And then also, of course, Brian Flores dropping out of this coaching search. The Cardinals don't have a hire yet. They're very much playing by the rules of the NFL, kind of patting them on the back saying, okay, we won't announce anybody. We want you guys to have center stage, and that's great. But, like, when does the time come to be selfish with the Arizona Cardinals? I'm ready for that time, and it feels like everything's been put on the back burner, and I get it. Luana rumo has got his interview tomorrow, my Kafka on Tuesday. We're going to talk about a name that we heard for the first time today, connected to this coaching search that may blow your mind. We're going to talk about that a little later on. But it just seems to me that, like, hey, this team wasn't good last year. Mm -hmm. There's a huge mess to clean up. The Suns are making moves. The Super Bowl's here. Like, take some ownership. Take center stage and make a splash. We always felt like perfect time. We're going to be on Radio Row, bring out the new Arizona Cardinal head coach, get him ingratiated to the Valley. And it just – I get it. People are saying take your time, pick the right candidate, and I don't disagree with that. But we've talked about it at Nauseam. The staff that they're going to be able to, to put together, I feel like, is, is going to be up against the eight ball because it's so late in the process. So the optics all around are not ideal, Bo.
2: No, not at all. And I, mean, I don't know if if the ship has sailed to to match the intensity, to match the moves that are being made. And there's certainly two different organizations, obviously in, in two different sports leagues that are at different Time times in their franchise at this yeah. point. Unfortunately, the Arizona Cardinals took v- several steps backwards, and and they're going to have to reset things and start basically creating a new foundation to build off of. Where the the Suns, they were fortunate enough so many years ago at 13th overall to to select Devin Booker yeah. and take them, you know, obviously out of the darkness. Now it took a lot of it took a ton of years. It, it took you know four to five years for it, them to even kind of start to change things. But and that's an organization that also shows, you know, even a blind squirrel can find a nut, right? Because the ownership there wasn't great. No, and that, that's to put it lightly. Uh, but to for the for to finally find the right guy as far as the architect in James Jones, and, and maybe we have that hope with Monty Awesome for it. We yeah. don't really know a whole lot about the guy. Yeah. And talking to people around here, you know, there's n- there's nothing like profound or groundbreaking yeah. or that, it's that he not does Right. It's not as splashy. So. Uh, it's just going to be – It's going to. you have to time travel back a couple years where the Suns are right now to, to find out where the Arizona Cardinals are. I mean, they just have to keep forward, and they're going to have to figure out what their progress looks like between now and the end of the 2023-2024 season.
1: Yeah, and a big part of at least 2023 will be running back James Conner. We had an opportunity to connect with the Arizona Cardinals Pro Bowl running back to talk to him specifically about Kyler Murray. Among other things, here's uh, James Conner. PHNX Cardinals' Johnny Venerable Brock, joined by Pro Bowl running back for the Arizona Cardinals' James Conner. James, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Of course. Yeah, James, you're you. out here on Radio Row uh, pumping up Pepsi, which
2: I don't yeah. think really even needs to be pumped up. Everybody knows nah, about Pepsi. Everybody knows
3: about Pepsi, they yeah, know. for sure. But we got something special. We got the Pepsi Big Game Bash. Um, it's for locals only. You know, we're watching it. Um, I'll be there. Yeah. Super Bowl party. Um, yeah, the Pepsi Big Game Bash, we're just supporting and celebrating, like, Arizona culture. It's yep. for locals only. Um, it's, like, sold out, but there's still a chance to get four tickets. So that's why I want to, you know, have some people get opportunity to come watch the game with me. And uh, yes, you go to my Instagram, at James and you go to the post about Pepsi Big Game Bash, leave a comment, yep. get a chance to win four tickets. So we're just uh, celebrating and and uh super bowl being here and just celebrating arizona
1: is it nice to kind of take your mind off of things because you don't have a head coach yet we're sitting yeah. here in mid-february you brought up a word culture which is interesting because when i heard your new gm Monty awesome for talk about culture i thought it's two you players yourself and, and buddha baker like what are you hoping to instill in 2023 with the arizona cardinals
3: yeah man just the, the culture that uh like you said me and buddha bring yeah just a different type of standard you know just yeah. our home record that that you know, that's unacceptable There's certain things that are just unacceptable so um we're just embracing that challenge and uh, of the change and to what's come you know so uh, yeah man well, it'll, it'll be a completely different team but we look forward to embracing that challenge
2: we've so, talked to a bunch of your teammates Zach Ertz, lasidia smith uh victor dumakeji and everybody kind of trying to just kind of bide their time while this coaching search goes on not yeah. worry about
3: it where are you I'm, I'm right there with them. Yeah, You know, this one of the best advice I ever received was just be where your feet are. You know, just being in the present moment. Um, I'm anxious, no doubt. You know, just be like, all right, who's, who's going to be the head man in charge? What's the offense going to look like? What we got going on? But, um, man, uh, it'll be here soon enough. And so right now, just got to get the body mentally and physically ready to... For what's coming up, and uh, just give myself the best to the Cardinals.
1: Your quarterback had ACL surgery about a month ago. Have you had a chance to connect with Kyler, and especially considering—I mean, let's let's not be naive to it—he's taking shots now from this show, national media. It's a little bit gross, frankly, how they're piling on K1. Have you been
3: in touch yeah. with him lately? I have. Yeah, I have talked to him. Um, told him to keep going, and he's like, "Man, he's in attack mode." Yeah, you know, he's 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 grinding, and uh, that's who he is. You know, he's going he's going to uh, he's going to have a work ethic, and he's going to work for sure. So, yeah. We heard he's a big
2: Facetime guy. K1. Yeah,
3: yeah. He just. He, 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 Are he. you too? I mean, or is I'm not a big Facetime text? guy. But. You just ignore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's go audio only. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, sometimes we'll be chilling. You know, you just get a random Facetime call yeah. from him. But man, but like I said, that's that's who he is. Man. Yeah. And so like you said, people like to pile stuff on him and label them things. Yeah. But I'm in a locker room with him. I'm in the huddle with yeah. him. I eat in the cafeteria with him. I know what type of person he is. You know. So when you accomplish what he's had accomplish and overcome what he's you know the odds that were stacked against him you know people are gonna find anything so I don't I don't know sometimes where people get that narrative from is he a
1: foxhole player is he somebody that you're ready to go war with every Sunday
3: no question yeah. no question and you know I, I'm cut from that same cloth that he's cut from you know and so he's the ultimate competitor man some of the stuff I've seen him do on the field you know even this past season before the injury you know it's, it's just incredible you know what I mean so uh it's a lot for him. He's not used to losing, you yeah. know, but uh, every year we're going to grow. And every year we're just going to embrace, you know, the journey that we're on and, and just continue to get better. So his first couple of years, you know, he still accomplished great things and, you know, ups and downs just like anybody. But um, I know how he's feeling. Uh, he's, he's in attack mode right now.
2: That's that's incredible. We've heard incredible insight as far as Kyler Murray as he rehabs this injury. and Zach Hurts rehabbing his own injury. But it really is just kind of head scratching. Like, like, can you avoid this? Is it just something where the national media piles on like what can you know shows like ourselves players in that locker room do to maybe change that narrative that is false
3: uh win just win just win baby <laughs> right you know Al you Davis know go, just win you know it's, if we go out and win the Super Bowl they're not gonna care what he does yeah. you know, sure. off the field you know what I mean so it's uh hes just getting attacked right now um they look at him like he's an easy target just yep. because of what he's accomplished in his past undefeated in high school Heisman mm. all this and now that he's you know not competing for the big game they want to just nitpick and do all types of different stuff so uh man he knows that's what comes with it you know he's been in the spotlight it's not new to him so he's gonna get healthy and and when it's time for him to come back he's gonna he's gonna give us you know give us what he got
1: specifically to your role James because we don't know who your head coach is going to be we don't know what kind of offense it is but you're one of the few constants that remains with this team you're healthy going into 2023 do you expect to carry the
3: load I do I do for sure um I'm embracing that, man. It's time for me to really take the game to a new level, you know, me personally, and because um, I just know what I got left to give and what yeah. I'm capable of doing. So I've battled through injuries, you know, I haven't had the career that I've wanted to, but I'm, I mean, I'm still blessed nonetheless, you know, I'm able to live out the dream and and, uh, and all that good stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm excited for it, man, especially if he's, you know, however it goes. If he's not ready, maybe the first couple of weeks, uh, I want them to definitely lean on me and put it all on me.
2: Don't you think after pretty two healthy seasons that you've kind of shaken off that injury, injured tab? Or I think so. Or, yeah, I, I think, think so,
3: so, too. I, I, I miss some. I missed a couple games due to a rib. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, but, man, it's, uh, it's tough. Anybody
2: who knocks that have a
3: rib injury of your own and see
2: what you can even do Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) just
3: just looking around you know and i'm not the only one you know what i mean so it's uh it's uh it's been fun man i'm trying to just continue to to get better year after year i'm constantly learning new things so i feel like every year you want to have the confidence be like this is that year yeah yeah. that's how i'm feeling
1: have you been able to follow the coaching search did you kind of just tune that all out because you know we cover it on a daily basis and there have been Ups and downs. We've heard about 20 names connected to this job. I mean, are you just kind of waiting on bated breath until next week when they make an announcement finally?
3: Yeah, I'm kind of just waiting. Like you said, at first it started out, it was so, so broad. Like, yeah. it could be any one of these guys. And then now I'm hearing that they narrowed it down to two, Yeah, you know. And so I'm like, I don't know what, what what's, what's it going to be. So uh, I'm just kind of waiting back and see seeing uh, who we got. And then when, when the name is announced and what we got, I'm just going to in my best self and just uh, prepare and do some research and just all right, what's the, how am I gonna fit in the best way, you know, best way that I can. So I haven't got too much into it, but uh, I'm definitely anxious to find out.
2: We see JJ say goodbye to the game. Uh, obviously, you know, you had the arm farm Fridays, right? Are You guys <laughs> yeah. gonna continue that tradition and who's gonna join you as far as uh,
3: getting those buys in? I'm, 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 I'm gonna bring everybody with me. You know, we will bring, <laughs> we'll bring Young, Young, Lusitas. You know, that's a uh, future old lineman coming up. He's gonna make make some big plays for us. Um, yeah, but the show must go on, you yeah. know, Arm Farm Fridays. you know, we can't, we can't <laughs> let it fall. Could I get
1: an invite to that, by the way? Could, or is that, that I happening? think you should. Come to the Arm Farm, I've been working man, down at the Maricopa's Gold Gym, and I don't know if you've noticed <laughs> it or not, but...
3: You wear the string, tank yeah. top, the string, well. you, wear, you wear the Gold Gym, like on <laughs> nah. the
1: T's. You know what, sometimes I do a hooded switch. I don't want to showcase too much. I You're you. a humble guy like myself, so... Oh,
2: yeah, compare yourself to James Conner. <laughs> yeah, we're very similar in a lot of ways. <laughs>
3: James, uh, thank you so much no, for hanging out. Thank you, guys. Out. I appreciate you, man. Congrats
1: on all the terrific work. You're, I, I think, one of the best free agent signings this franchise has ever had. I mean, when he scores touchdowns, they
2: win games. Yep, and he scored a lot of them year one, and then at the end of year two, man, we're looking forward to
3: year three and No Beyond. question. I appreciate you guys. Thank you, brother. Yep, likewise. All right.
1: Thank you so much to James Conner, chatting with myself, Bo Brock. Uh, trying to get a flex in with your boy maybe toward the end a little bit, trying to square me up. Do you think I, I would hold my own?
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, these are two – you're a former elite running back. I He's am. a current elite running back. and <laughs> We speak the same <laughs> yeah, language. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You guys compare notes as far as what – what your buy
1: and tries uh, days yeah. look like? And yeah,
2: probably similar.
1: You know, I skip lower body a lot. I consider cardio lower body, whereas I don't think <laughs> he's on that. Skip same a lot. Like you just don't do I it. I don't do lower yeah, body. No, right. I, anything, all of it is aesthetic, and I hide it in these uh, these jeans here. So, um, in all seriousness, I thought it was interesting. Zach Ertz, James Connor, both re-signed with the Arizona Cardinals last off season. and while like K one, Kyler Murray is not the end-all, be-all factor. I mean, they made a commitment to this franchise in part because they knew Kyler Murray would be their quarterback. And so you hear all this extracurricular stuff, and I get it. He's an easy target, that being Kyler Murray right now. But, I mean, James and Zach are two of the most high-character human beings that we've had an opportunity to connect with, and they can't say enough good things about him. Yeah. I mean, and Zach Ertz made the point yesterday. It's like,
2: who throws him the football?
1: So you you do
2: have to keep a good relationship regardless of what – how you feel things are going. But it's also good to uh, pump up, build confidence in a guy who's continuously taking shot after shot after shot, despite not having played a down of football in over two months now and is on the mend from a torn ACL and, and
1: having his meniscus sewn up. We're going to talk to you about a new head coaching rumor in relation to the Arizona Cardinals. But first, underdog fantasy was already elite, but now I don't know if I can get on it fast enough as it relates to the potential combination of Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. Okay, so ahead of Super Bowl 57, there's tons of good stuff coming up on Underdog Fantasy. But if you want to get your licks in before the big game, the Phoenix Suns right now are the hottest ticket in town. And Underdog Fantasy has you covered because they do daily fantasy differently. We are pivoting, stiff-arming, year-long fantasy all aboard the Underdog Fantasy train with Kevin Durant, with Devin Booker, with DeAndre And You love to see it. You can draft your team up against five of your friends the highest scoring squad wins that cold hard cash you can do head-to-head Bo and I go head-to-head all the time get a group going draft up to six NBA players no positional limits again Suns are going to be a hot team on Underdog Fantasy for good reason like are you get the higher or lower in Devin Booker's point totals Kevin Durant DeAndre Ayton snatch up all those rebounds it's so exciting you know real talk we get DMs and messages all the time like Tell me about Underdog Fantasy. I've heard about it. I'm not sure how to get started. Well, fam, it's super easy. All you got to do, go to underdogfantasy.com, download the app now, use the promo code, you guessed it, PHNX. Underdog Fantasy is going to double your first deposit, friends, up to $100. So if you're brand new, PHNX, put in a hundy, boop, you get out of hundy, and you're ready to wager on NBA games, Major League Baseball's coming up. Spring training's right around the corner. And, of course, the coup de grace, Super Bowl 57 here in the Valley. Like, I don't know, Jalen Hurts, higher or lower, over 0.5 touchdowns, total yards, for instance. Anything you want to do, you can do it with our friends at Underdog Fantasy. But remember, you got to slam that promo code PHNX Underdog Fantasy Bowl. Get in on the action today.
2: If you haven't locked in your plans for Super Bowl 57 Sunday and you're just a couple days away now, tomorrow is our final day on Radio Row Uh, you're going to want to do that soon. And if you're kind of knocking around some ideas, there's no better place than Four Peaks Brewery in Tempe, 8th Street. You want to go there because it's synonymous with Arizona. It's synonymous with having a great time. And it's synonymous with a cold one and watching some sports on the TV. You mentioned Kevin Durant, the Suns. He should be back in the lineup after the uh tra- not the trade deadline the, that that just happened. All-star game the all-star game that's coming up in just a few weeks uh, so you're going to want to get out there watch taking some suns games and put down some four peaks kilt lifter of course the arizona's number one wheat beer the wow wheat and they've got some brand new beers as well how about the dank you got that you got so many different options there check them all out fourpeaks.com or check them out yourself down at H street in tempe Four Peaks, can't go wrong there. Full menu, and it's not just a bar menu. It's not a brewery menu. It's a legit menu that you and your family are going to enjoy from the apps to the entrees to the handhelds to the uh, desserts. You can get them at Four Peaks and get a barrel-aged uh, maybe Raj IPA after that. It goes down smooth with some nice dessert. Can't beat it. Got to be 21 years or older and uh, hang out at Four Peaks as much as you possibly can because we love it. We love being partnered with them. we got the final Wednesday of the month coming up, too. Can't wait to get out there with some Cardinals fans to talk about. I think they'll have a coach by the end of the month.
1: Well, let's talk about the head coaching <laughs> search. We've got almost 200 people in the chat. Be sure to hit that Like button right now. Help share this. Video around the old YouTube algorithm, and yeah, we got some interesting news. So let's let's table set here. Mike Kafka's final interview with the Arizona Cardinals was on Tuesday. No word yet on how that went. I would imagine Mike's made a good impression. We have heard specifically through sources Michael Bidwell is very impressed with Mike Kafka, and now you've got Luana Rumo. Oh, well, he's bald. yes, he loves, you know, he loves a bald he guy, he loves a good good looking bald guy. What can you say? And then Luana Rumo. Friday Zoom. It's Anna Rumo Eve. Anna Rumo Eve. If you celebrate, light a candle. We've got Monty and Michael ready to interview for the second time. The Bengals, DC. But I'm gonna preface. What are all- you putting out?
2: What do you um, not milking cook- cookies for Lou Ana Eve? Um, what do we put out there? Maybe some like
1: skyline chili and. And some uh, I, some I, water. I'm gonna put out bootstraps because you're gonna <laughs> hike up your bootstraps and roll up your sleeves and get to work if you're Lou Anarumo to clean up your this MREs. Mess. Like yes. you think he's more of like a
2: military type guy? He is. He okay. went. He
1: I think he went to Air Force or Army. He's got coaching experience within the, the military. I know that. But here's what we also know. Mm-hmm. So there's a hot rumor going around. Benjamin Albright, friend of the program, reporting that the Arizona Cardinals remain interested to some degree with Jonathan Gannon. Now they have not had an official interview done in the books yet. But they could talk to Gannon as soon as Monday. But we feel like they're going to make an announcement as early as Monday with a press conference potentially on Tuesday. That's what we've heard here on Radio Row. So, again, those are the three names. But then there was a fourth name Hmm. that came up today. Bo Brock and I talking to a source of ours, Eric Biennemi, Bo Brock. It was the name we hadn't heard in about six weeks. But somebody told us, who's very much in the know, Bo, Mm -hmm. don't be surprised if we get to early next week... And knowing who his source is. Right. His source is a source that I can tell you right now, it's a good source. Yeah. It's uh, a big source. Don't be surprised if Eric Biennemi finds a way to become the Arizona Cardinal head that's coach. That's
2: wild to me. That's, that's out of... I mean, that's so far off the radar... That it, there would have to be some ties there, obviously, between Monty Austinfort, Dave Sears, the new assistant general manager. Yeah. Michael Bidwell, I mean, did the ever come in for an
1: interview in the previous cycle? He, he re- rejected the Cardinals back, I think, in 2018 okay. when they hired Wilkes He said no to them before. Um, and we've had a lot of people ask us about bien I know, guys, voice your opinions in the chat. We're not saying we're, we're pulling for bien one way or the other. I had kind of dismissed the idea that he would even be a candidate. But the person we spoke with today, who's very much in the know, brought it up unprompted, said do not be surprised if Eric bien is the Cardinals head coach early next week. Again, could not happen, may not happen, we don't know, but... If we if we find out that that's the case, let's just let's all be prepared. Let, let's
2: for it. be let's be some amateur sleuths here. Let's just try to figure out what the connection is between Eric Bieniemy and the Arizona Cardinals, whether it's their new front office or whether it's. Uh I mean, you, you look at him, he spent some time, uh, obviously, he's the co- in Colorado. Yeah. Uh, he was at UCLA. Okay. He was with the Vikings as their running back coach. Okay. Then he went back to CU as their OC. Okay. But then he's been in Kansas City since 2013. So, not a whole lot of time. Monty Austin Forts, uh, his tenures, it's been uh, t- New England, Houston, back to New England. And then he was there for 15 years before he took the job in Tennessee. You look at Dave Sears; uh, he was a guy that's primarily been with the Houston Texans uh, and the Detroit Lions. So, just really trying to find some sort of dot connecting here. Uh, and I mean, is is it is it somebody that's connected to the Patriots that's in Monty Austin's Ford's ear and saying, "Hey, this is a guy that hasn't got the opportunity. Right. He's the next, you know, Bruce Arians, who we're going to talk to later today. Yeah. He's a guy that's." Been through several of these interview processes in his career and not landed this job, and he's getting up there in age uh, as, as far as enemy goes. He's going to be 54 years old. Yeah. So, you know, what, it's just strange to me that there hasn't been a first interview. There I hasn't been it. anything. There's nothing. This there's no the f- murmurs.
1: This is the first time we had heard the name um, outside of, you know, speculation, fan speculation, people saying that, you know, he would be a good option. Bless you. <laughs> for the Arizona Cardinals, I get stuffed up just thinking about it. Yep. Back in November, Bo and I put together our top five candidates. Uh-huh. He was number five on my list. Now the top four candidates are no longer available for the Cardinals to talk with. So maybe this is a weird way of the football guy saying, "You know, Johnny, we're going to take care of you." <laughs> how does how would an Eric Bieniemy rank with you? On the other three potential options for the Cardinals, would he be number one? Would he be number four? What do you think?
2: I, you know, when I sit here and I pound the table for some experience, I mean, it's somebody that has experience. It's a guy that doesn't put up with shit. You've seen him go back and forth with the Patrick Mahomes yeah. on the on the sidelines. He's fiery. You know, how would he match? You know, Kyler Murray's passion and fire on the sidelines, and would he kind of, would he kind of tighten things up as far as that goes, uh, or just match that energy? Right. Um, I think you have to give him the edge with experience, obviously, over Kafka. But they're coming from the same coaching tree, right? Like, if you had to pick – it's another offensive mind amongst – the rest of the guys right, are way defense. more
1: experience. With
2: way more experience, way more but experience. W- where do you give the edge? It's the same issue with Kafka, though, because you know who has primary play calling in Kansas City is it belong to the head coach and is is he a product of the success of a freak quarterback in Patrick Mahomes mixed with Andy Reid? How much does he have his hands on this success
1: of the Kansas City Chiefs? And why is just this now coming out? I mean, just to you and it's I, not even like, out. Why? Why is why was it not discussed as a possibility that they would put in a request? Or maybe, I mean, Monty Asenfort, close with Scott Pioli, who's close with Andy Reid. And Andy's been trying to get Eric hired forever. Yeah. And the the word on the street is that doesn't interview that well. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the Arizona Cardinals, like, we've had people come in and have tremendous interviews and not be good head coaches. I think that it could almost be like the perfect storm in the best possible way to get somebody in here that, number one, prioritizes offense, so it mm-hmm. fixed Kyler Murray, and then also is a hard-ass. I mean, he is a hard-ass, and, and he gets into it with people. He's getting in, gotten into it with Patrick Mahomes. The questions that I have about Mike Kafka being able to f- lead a 53-man roster, I don't have those nearly as much with Eric Bieniemy. I know he's seen adversity. He's seen inexperience and worked through a lot of the situations that have come arise during his NFL tenure. Kafka, to me, again... We don't beat this dead horse, but he went to Northwestern, then he went to the NFL, mm-hmm. and now he's basically an offensive coordinator for one year. I would like to dip my toe in the Kafka pool maybe five years from now when he's got more experience. Then that's
2: next time they fire somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Inevitably. Yeah. Whoever gets fired, whoever gets the job and then fired. and then Blank- but, but there's there's the concern, right, that if you don't get Ka- and Kafka now – He's going to have more success. In but that's that's the thing. They thought that way with Cliff. I they, know They that. said, we're going to hedge our bet. They're the only team that thought that with Cliff. Well, uh, You've at least four other Jets teams Jets that thought that, too.
1: Not for the head coaching spot or the yeah, offensive Yeah, enter- the Jets interviewed Cliff Kingsbury yeah. when they hired Adam Gase. And, and the Cardinals specifically, I know this for a fact, thought, we're going to buy low on Cliff because if he tears it up at USC, he's not going to consider us. And, you know, for about two and a half years into it, it looked like they made the right decision. The enemy, to me, I think, would be a coup for Michael Bidwell only because... You have all these other owners saying, no, this guy's not going to work, and then you bring him here and he works, and he works with Kyler Murray. I mean, that would implode the NFL because everybody's got their arrows out for <laughs> K-1. And then God. you cu- it's like, yeah, that's, well, the what, rest of the that's what I liked about Flores. Saying, nah,
2: he's not going to do it. it and doesn't then the work Cardinals them, are the smarter for team for in the room,
1: right? It, hasn't that worked out for but them real so talk, I, it, It's what I liked about Flores. I liked the us-against-the-world mentality that I thought Brian would bring. Mm-hmm. I think the enemy's got some of that as well.
2: So, what do you th- what do you think about maybe they're thinking be any be enemy offensive coordinator? Wouldn't hate that because that's a guy that really has to go out and flourish on his own as the but primary. You're not play doing call that call with up. Kafka, right? You could. Uh, you, I mean, I, I hope Ka- if Kafka comes, I would be appalled if he's the primary play caller right off the bat. I mean, you are setting it yourself up for the exact same situation as you had with Cliff.
1: So okay, so you're thinking. Be on the staff. I'm
2: thinking more Anarumo, enemy OC. I would love that. Okay. I think that'd be
1: fantastic. I, I, on board with I, that. I, I would sign up. That'd be my number one. Or Gannon. We have Gannon, enemy.
2: Like peak silly season with this thing. I mean, because it's like we have two finalists. It's Lou Anarumo, who, who interviews tomorrow virtually. You had Kafka earlier this week. You've got the wild card and Jonathan Gannon that Albright's been saying. And then you've got, uh, and then pretty much now you've got coming out of nowhere. You've got a guy like Eric Bionmi coming up.
1: Speaking of coming out of nowhere, look who we got! We got the GM Saul Bookman. Listen,
2: man, we got the biggest star on radio right right now. To he sit down with he us, he didn't get to, to
1: give us two cents on KD last night. So he, he's well, gonna-
0: I, I mean, I really want to just come on and, and echo the, the sentiments of the old buddy Ryan. You got a winner in town. That's right. Let's go, baby. Let's
1: go, baby. Um, what do you think? Also,
0: Eric Bionmi is 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 my my childhood. Crush, what do you mean? So the first game I ever watched was Colorado versus Notre Dame. Okay. In the 1990 Orange Bowl, uh, where Eric Bieniemy was a star on that team, and he was like my favorite player growing up. I wanted to go to CU because of him. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I realized Colorado football was trash. Was after <laughs> about really five years, yeah. and I changed yeah. my mind. But you know.
2: yeah. Yeah. That Coach Mack back in the day was that yeah. Bieniemy and, yeah, and yeah. Slash. You had Cordell Stewart. Yeah. Man. It was a phenomenal team. Vance Joseph was on that team?
0: Yeah, oh, he no. was. Oh, no, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's never ending. Somehow Vance Joseph has connections C- with every C- one of these candidates. A see you reunion, baby. <laughs> let's go. Uh, OK,
1: so we got the GM, Saul Bookman. Let's, let's talk about the Cardinals and, and this coaching search, yeah, because it. it's, it's, it's front and center. I, I've made the argument that Michael Bidwell has kind of let the fan base down a little bit. You've, you've let the Suns sneak in here, which we love the Suns. We love Kevin Durant. They've stole your headlines this week. You don't have a coach to trot out now, and you've got these two other teams on display during Super Bowl 57 week. People are trashing your facility. Brian Flores drops out. I mean, like, I, I think it's I think it's not great optics for Mr. B.
0: Uh, I get it, but, okay, let's just say Kafka or Anarumo or even Peyton. Yeah was to be the head coach as of Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday, they still would have been trumped by Kevin Durant.
1: Oh, yeah. No I doubt. Mean, no doubt. So
0: so you're, it's all probably a blessing that you waited because you let this die down, and then Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday next week, you make your hire, and then it's another big splash here in the Valley. Yeah. And you got to keep the – Listen, the sports momentum's got to keep going in the valley, and right now it's at an all-time. We would like a wave
1: to ride, though. Like you guys been
0: riding a wave for like fucking four weeks. It's it's got toxic
1: waste in it. It's not a good wave. It's like somebody poured polluted (laughs) emotional roller coaster. (laughs) I got to wear a hazmat suit to go swimming in this way with this team. What, what do
2: we think about Sean Payton? But while we're talking about this, the motions of this coaching search, we we saw Sean Payton join Kay Adams today on Up and Adams, yeah. and he had some comments about you know the Arizona Cardinals and he, uh, Kyler Murray. What, what were your thoughts on, on Kyler? And, and tell the audience what pretty much what he said.
1: Yeah, Payton kind of. Threw Terry Bradshaw under the bus and yeah. and basically said, like, you don't know what's going to come out of Terry's mouth. And, yeah, and crazy
0: uncle starts yeah, speaking. Yeah, like. and he's
1: like, and yeah, this is what I don't like. He said, like, oh, it's Kyler Murray's my son's favorite player. Like, get, get out of here with that yeah. garbage. Like, he's like, oh, we watched so much film, and my just my instincts told me to go to Denver. And it's just like you use the Cardinals for leverage to get what you want. Don't you from think the it Denver was interesting Broncos. what he said,
2: though? It wasn't just my instincts told me to go Denver, and they were there January 17th.
0: They were the first team the to first reach team. out. They were the, the, what the were the first. Cardinals
1: doing? They were interviewing Vance Joseph. Mm-hmm. That's what they were doing that week, by the
0: way. Yeah, yeah. I I don't I, I I actually thought that Sean Payton handled that very well because that's a tough question. Yeah, to for not sure. try and he did his very best to not throw anybody under the bus. He said both franchises were a, are a little bit in disarray. Yeah, they need a culture rebuild yep. in both places. So the Broncos weren't like this epitome of professionalism and sure. they just were just missing that one piece. Um, they need a complete <laughs> overhaul. And that's the same thing here. And so I, I, I kind of valued that, that, that he said that. And I, I, was, I was thankful that he said that. And I, I now have no doubt that he pointed that out to, Mr., to, yeah. to Michael Bidwell and said, listen, these are some of the issues I see, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I'm having discussions with other teams and whatever, but I have no problem with, like, breaking things down and, and kind of telling you where I think your weak spots are from a national perspective. And um, and I think that gave, I, I hope it gave Michael Bidwell better clarification. Do you think
1: he was open to that feedback, Michael Bidwell? Do you think he was like, yeah, we got to get some stuff corrected here?
0: Yeah, because I think he has a, a, a long... Standing relationship with Sean Payton, mm-hmm. be, just because of his history uh, being with the Cardinals as yeah. a ball boy. Like I think that that matters. That yeah. matters to people, especially when you understand the history of your organization and the late Mister B. Yeah. Um. In that in those relationships, and so I think for sure Michael Bidwell took that to heart and understood. And I think he's probably using this week to re- recalibrate. Look at me being the fucking Michael Bidwell apologist. <laughs> <right here. laughs> well, uh, I think you. he's recalibrating, <laughs> and I think they're going to make a hire soon, and and everybody will be better for it. And hopefully getting this group right after being in that toxic
2: relationship
0: with uh with
2: Steve Kime and and he's getting maybe a new kind of a new view on on running a a football franchise and for somebody like Sean Payton 15 years uh in New Orleans to kind of just take inventory with how things are going it it doesn't hurt right it it hurts a little bit that he he didn't seriously consider the Arizona Cardinals
0: yeah Um, I don't think he didn't seriously consider right and
2: I mean that's what we were I ta- I don't remember who we were talking to about that. Like was it Jordan who said that? No, but it was basically you were negotiating with Sean Payton. If he was saying, hey, this you need to upgrade the facilities, that's part of him negotiating with right. the Arizona Cardinals. So I mean to say that they weren't in it, yeah, is unfair on my behalf.
1: Yeah, and it's like that news that came out today that Andy Reid said that he was ready to board a plane and was cut off by Kansas City, he was ready to board a plane to Arizona back in twenty thirteen. You see that. I'm so tired
2: of being the bridesmaid. Well, yeah,
1: you see that garbage come out, and it's like, and then this situation with Sean Payton, it's like, like, why can't you be first? Like, the Suns were first. But here's what the Suns did The guy's in the building for 12 hours, the
2: and s-
0: they're The, the Suns were the first, the last, the everything.
1: Well, here's what the Suns did well. And I was, t- I was explaining this to, to young Shane Diefenbach on the way in today, uh, walking into the facility. He's such a young and impressionable He does. He needs educated. Boy. He needs mentorship. That's where I come into play. But Jesus I Christ. was explaining to him, I said, the Suns have put themselves in a position with quality draft picks, when the right opportunity came up, you could After counsel, 10 okay. years uh, of futility. Wait, so let's but, but, keep that in mind. But And the Cardinals Whoa. shit the bed. 10 years of when futility. When Sean Payton was available, did not have a great season, and they had all this turmoil. <laughs> you're in TMZ. You're in these articles. It's like Michael why,
0: is he, why Yeah, uh, why is your uh, mentee yeah. standing <laughs> behind you like he's about to act for no, right no, okay. okay, see, See. you're going that way. I, I disagree. I completely disagree. You're like not giving all, the Suns in, credit? In this, in this specific situation, it took for a complete ownership change at the 99th hour you for don't that to happen Starvers this is what that i drape? think i think this is what what it's more likely is that uh, Sarver, when he was going through his shit yeah. um, and completely causing chaos, and the NBA basically told him, dude, you need to back the fuck off, mm-hmm. um, he hired Monty Williams. Yeah. He hired James Jones to be in front of that front office, and he took a step back. Yeah. And I think Michael Bidwell is is, doing is more now. in that situation in terms of seeing what he had, realizing yeah. Kime wasn't the guy anymore, yeah. re- realizing Cliff wasn't the guy anymore, but he still needed advice on in terms of how to approach this the right way? Really take the Cardinals to another level, yep. and I think he got that advice. And now he's approaching this in a in a more uh, you know uh, it's a slow play. Manner. It's yeah, slow, it, it is more a slow play. and more efficient.
2: It's for for a fan base okay that's it. starved,
0: uh, and, and it's frustrating.
2: It's what we kind of talked at the top of the show about with with the new ownership with the Suns and the current ownership uh, with the Arizona Cardinals. That's not going to change anytime soon. Is you know where, where you have this, it's it's just tough where. Ishbia set that precedent immediately and said, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to win. And I just don't feel like you've seen that throughout this process. You don't get that sense. Well, you
1: talked to Michael Bidwell that day, and he said that basically money's not going to be an object. They're going to cast sure. a wide net. He talked about diversity and inclusion.
2: But and, if you've got the biggest fish and your wide net, I'll let you talk here is all in just a second. Like, if you've got him in your building, he says, hey, we need to upgrade the facility. Say, fuck it. Whatever, whatever it
0: takes, man. Let's do it. Sign Let's ride God, together.
1: Rebuild this he- franchise. I, I
0: get it. I get it. But again, like, we're talking about a 53 man roster as opposed to 12. One man can literally make the difference between you being out of the playoffs, an eight seed, or at the top of the West or the East. And the and Sun,
1: the Suns won 60 plus games. Yeah.
0: You know, I mean, like, w- we wouldn't be talking about this if Ishbia took over the Detroit Pistons right now. Yeah. Like, he can he can say he wants to change the culture as much as he wants, but you're still at the They're bottom of the barrel away. and you don't have the pieces to be able to, to really attribute a, a or, a, um, uh, ac- uh, God damn, why can I not think? I don't know what that is. Accumulate. <laughs> accumulate. There you go. Accumulate, Uh, you know, talent. Uh, The Suns are in a lucky position. The Cardinals are actually in a re- lucky position because of where we're at right now. Yep. Like, and I think that's the key. You got to get the right mindset in here. That's the most important thing. And I know everybody's probably like, Fucks all. No, they're not <laughs> saying that. Not in those <laughs> but, kind of words. <laughs> <laughs> just a lot more politically correct. <laughs> but listen, I, 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 still, I just really want to have faith in this franchise, and I really do think that uh, Michael Bidwill's going to do his very best to try and do what he thinks is right to, to put this team in the best possible position. I don't think he's going to try and cut corners, or at least not the corners that he thinks he shouldn't be cutting. Well,
1: and the the franchise needs to to strip it down to the studs, and and you need a foundation of sustained success to be able to compete. Literally, on the brick walls and everything. Yeah, you need to take take this team and flip it on its head.
0: It does feel prison-like when you walk into the hallways of the Arizona Cardinals yeah. facility. <laughs> I mean, it is red brick everywhere. I'm like, what the fuck? Am I in <laughs> solitary confinement Go right to now? Some neutral colors. Th- there's maybe some uh, shag carpeting in there, I believe, too. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not Sometimes great. I like to take off my flip-flops and rub my finger.
1: <laughs> you know what they could use is some Chi-Town cornholes, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I think those would look fire like they look like in our PHNX headquarters in, in, in downtown Phoenix. Uh, Chi-Town custom cornholes, they're flipping fantastic. Bags, if you will, we call them bags in the Midwest. The best part is that you can play them year-round here in the Valley because the weather's phenomenal. We had some going earlier this week. They've been supplying premium cornhole sets across the country and to military bases deployments throughout the world since 2007. So this is is not a company still getting their feet wet. They are the premium cornhole distributor, and they're a fave partner of PHNX. Their signature box-style design can be digitally printed. They can cover it in vinyl. They can stain it. They can paint it. And their boards come with built in drink holders. So pop open one of those four peaks, boop, mm-hmm. put it in, and have a good time with your buddies. Uh, they've got LED lights. As fancy or as traditional as you want to make your cornhole, they have got you covered. Best part is, they're veteran owned and operated. If you're an active veteran or retiree, please mention this ad. Get 10% off on a discount on Oh My Man to the right. 10% off. We can ship anywhere. Offer expedited shipping does uh, Chi-Town Cornholes. are specializing in corporate design. So if you're thinking, I'm a small business owner, I want to get one of these for team building events, they've got you covered. Tailgaters, barbecues, and, by the way, Super Bowl party, Super Bowl 57. Make sure to follow them right now on Instagram at chi Boards.com, as well as Chi-Town at, uh, excuse me, at chi Boards on Instagram, chi Cornhole. Dot com. They're a fave, and uh, I can't wait to play.
2: The perfect accessory or game for Super Bowl Sunday party. Yeah, Chitown cornholes also best accessory. If you can't, if you don't want to make like the pigs in the blanket, you don't want to be like lame going to the Super Bowl party, here's how to spice things up. How about OGs? Bring some gummies <laughs> you to your Super OG's Bowl pl- in <laughs> OGs in
0: a blanket? OGs in a blanket.
2: Might be a little troublesome. Yeah, that's if you take the sleep, sleep time gummy, the aqua berry, aqua, aqua berry flavor. OGs has something for everybody, right? For every moment, whether you're watching the Super Bowl, taking in a game, you're going out maybe to Old Town, you're hanging out in Tempe on Mill, wherever it may be, you're going out to one of these Super Bowl parties, going to Hans Park, you've got the Jen Blossom Jimmy World, you want an enhance that experience. OG's has a gummy for that. They've got all the delicious flavors as well. They've got the strawberries and cream. That's the, uh, what, what's that, the good, that's the good balance. The happy, the happy balance, The happy baby. balance, that strawberries happy balance. and cream, and it's delicious. I'm going to
1: need some of that after they hire my calf cut <laughs> to make me happy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we're, we're just gonna have just Johnny all on a, he's gonna be on all of their products at once <laughs> we don't we don't recommend that we, we recommend getting that happy balance that tropical that watermelon that raspberry orange orms cream sickle which is one of the goats as far as their flavors go you yeah. can't go wrong with OG's brands you got to learn all about their products that you can find in your local dispensaries go to og's that's ogeez brands.com. follow them on
0: your socials as well at OG's brands next Tuesday we're gonna be uh taking some photo shoots with the, the OGs folks. Nice. It's be Craig, dope.
1: Craig Atwell in the chat. Johnny, did you photobomb Isaiah Simmons' interview today? Which uh, one? Intentionally or not intentionally? We were trying to get Isaiah on the show. We were his
2: shadow we, for a good hour and a half
1: today. I, Isaiah Simmons is our white whale he here is. on PHNX Cardinals. He will be on the show one day. It just unfortunately will not be today. Yeah. He's a busy man. He's a man in demand here at Radio <laughs> Row. Somebody else who's in demand, ex-Cardinal head coach, uh, What's it matter? Emma's got something. I just have a question okay. for Salt specifically. Okay. It's back to OGs. Hmm. Do you remember OGs promising KD?
0: Yeah, lifetime supply. Oh, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's just happening. Sure. I'm just—I'm speaking on their behalf right now. Yeah. It's happening. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. So wait, now wh- what happened? Oh yeah, so over back the in summer, the summer, yeah. over the summer, I made a series of advertisements. I don't know if you know. You can check it out at PHNX Suns. Um, uh, trying to lure KD in here. So yeah. I owe him a game room. Yeah. Uh, of his own Kay. in our building. Easy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's cake. Easy peasy.
1: Easy peasy.
2: <laughs> um,
0: I offered him a lifetime supply of OGs as okay. well. Okay. Uh, easy. I believe I used a Jamaican accent. And nah, use the words. I don't endorse that. <laughs> uh, and, uh, don't you do it, No. So, so we clipped that. Not trying to get this show canceled. So we clipped that, and we posted it to social, uh-huh. and OGs responded and said, confirmed. Wow. So, yeah, All right. Yeah. OGs is on the hook Some for receipts Lifetime there. Supply.
1: Should we do that for Mike Kafka? Mike, we can get you all the OGs you want. Uh, if not you as big of a coach. splash. No, 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 no. no <laughs> not no as one, big a splash. No one wants that, but what uh, they do want, they want Bruce Arians. We've got Arizona Cardinals winning as head coach of all time, Mr. Bruce Arians. Bruce, how you doing? I'm
2: doing fantastic. It's great to be back in the valley.
1: It's great to have you back. Of course the Arians Foundation. Bruce,
2: Cardinals have a head coaching vacancy. Are you available?
3: No, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done, I'm sure Michael will get a good one. They're, they're, the guys they're talking to I'm very impressed with.
2: Very similar kind of coaching shirts what when it came down to you, right? It was, it was long to kind of took a long time. You were the last guy they spoke to. But Lou Amaruno, you've got uh, Mike Kapp. What do you think about those guys? Great quality people. Yeah. Good, good coaches, and uh, I really like both those guys. I don't think you can go wrong.
1: Uh, quick question. So, Kyler Murray's taking some shots in the media. What advice would you give Kyler Murray right now?
2: He'd get well. Yeah. You know, as far as, you know, because that's going to be hard for him uh, for at least another year. But, uh, hey, I think Kyler's a tremendous talent. he just got to fit things
3: around him. And, uh, and he can put a little more time in.
2: Great to have you back in the Valley. Another ambassador here for the Arizona Cardinals organization. The winningest head coach, Super Bowl champion,
0: Bruce Aaron. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Bruce. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. All right.
2: Back here at Radio Row. doesn't mean we can't prepare for next year's Radio Row and Super Bowl. Super Bowl 58. It's going to be in Las Vegas, baby. It's not going to get any better than Vegas. Well, well, no, Phoenix. It's tough to beat Phoenix. It is but, tough to beat Phoenix. But so Vegas, these,
0: we got a Vegas mocktail, thanks ever, to Cosmopolitan Have you ever there. tried this before? Yeah, you want yeah, me to so, eat the so, flour? No, so drink it first.
1: No, they're telling me to no, eat no. the flour right now. You
0: drink it first, then eat it, right? Take yes, take a little sip, the flour, then the and then you got to eat the flour. Just go ham, dude. Oh. Mm. You got to let the oils. Get onto your tongue.
1: Okay. Wow. When did you
0: become an expert on this? Ooh. dude, I am a a food and beverage connoisseur. You are. It's like You're a ex- foodie. This is. You got that little tingle going. Yeah. On, then big tingle. And it tastes a little different. Okay. Wow.
3: This is. This is a great podcasting. It is here. very good. It's great. Yeah, that's for audio. fantastic.
2: The Cosmopolitan oh. in Vegas. That's the site of Super Bowl Fifty-Eight. Can't wait for that. I think my mouth has gone numb. Yeah. <laughs> no <I'm> kidding. <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs> Yeah. an allergic reaction? We, <laughs> yeah, no. need, does anybody we have all. my EpiPen? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man, keep that's to- great. Keep it together. Yeah. Uh, we don't have an EpiPen, but we do have brand new shirts at the PHNX yeah. Merchandise Locker. Thank you, guys. Celebrating, I don't know, the Phoenix Suns newest edition. Check this out. We have the Kevin Durant-inspired Phoenix go. Suns T-shirt on the Merchandise Locker. Producer Emer, we got that? Oh yeah, yeah, it's, it's on the son. screen. Okay, yeah. I'm there's just a got tape delay there. Yeah, right? yeah I, got there. <laughs> I got a little bit of delay. There it is. Beautiful the sh- sugar skull, looking kind of like KD ish, right? Slim Valley Reaper T. I can't wait to order one, sport it on the reg as the Suns hopefully make a uh, finals run and route to a championship. They even got the they even got the KD hairline. Which here's here's what I'm going to say about <laughs> oh, it. Oh boy, why,
0: why are we bringing up the KD hairline? There's <laughs> <laughs> that is going to be fixed in post-production, uh, okay? I'm going to tell you right okay? now, well, look
1: at the picture. Look at the picture. <laughs> uh,
0: we don't make fun of our own product, no. Johnny? <laughs>
1: We're not making fun of it. It's authentic. Okay. It's Yo, real. What, what's your thoughts on it, then? I, th- I think it's great that they got the likeness so close. I mean, like, listen.
2: I think my airway is closing right no now. No, one's.
1: <laughs> is this? Is that, am, am I okay right now? <laughs> no,
2: one's going to make it, I promise you, are going to be fine.
0: <laughs> It'd be like they I'm made a t-shirt of me. about to be to intubated on the, on the radio row floor. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, that shirt is one of my favorite shirts we have at PHNX. Yeah, it goes hard. It goes really hard. Um, also, a little little, little little teaser. We have multiple. Johnny can get past the look on your face, man. Uh, we got other shirts that Not are Everybody by. can I have Johnny taste- Venerable's hair. I Nobody taste- can have this.
1: I can't taste the left side of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> is that on purpose? This is great. Those this people who gave it to us got out of here real yeah, quick when did. the liability started coming up. <laughs>
0: It's so fantastic. Bruce
2: Arians there, probably no stranger to Las Vegas. So yeah. I mean, what, what, uh, put completely to bed anything. Didn't somebody report earlier this offseason, like, hey, B.A. might even want to come back to coach. He completely shot that down with yeah. us. Yeah.
1: Bruce said, no, I'm not coaching the Cardinals this year. And no,
2: I'm not coaching. I'm not coaching, period. And he's
1: done. Uh, and you saw him around here. He's in his element. Who is he going to hang out with later today? Did you get word of that? Jason Aldean. Jason Aldean, mm-hmm. You yep. think? Bruce, with his Super Bowl championship, wants to go back to the yeah. rigors of, of coaching an NFL franchise. No, he's, he's made his money. He's a made man in, I would say, two to three franchises, Indy, Tampa, and now Phoenix. Um, and, yeah, he's, he's living the sweet life, he's, man.
0: He's one of the you – know, listen, in, in such a short amount of time, he became one of the legendary coaches in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in, in in legendary in so many different ways, and mm-hmm. I think it's the, the best of – the best of ways. Yeah. Like, he's outspoken. He tells you what he thinks. He calls people out. Mm-hmm. And that's accountability. Yeah. And he'll even call the media out sometimes. Like, you didn't ask that question last week when we won by 45 points, huh? <laughs> that's good huh? Behavior. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know if that was a good we behavior. We got uh, Frank Caliendo back
2: over on set. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's one of those things that's keeping this coaching search people hopeful. Like, hey, Bruce Arians was the final head coach hired. He was the last guy they interviewed. The yeah. Bears let him go without hiring him. And he fell right into the Arizona Cardinals' which is lap.
0: A, which is a crazy story. I don't yeah. know if you heard that on the CHGO show earlier today when he yeah. was on. Uh, did, you, did you hear no, it? Fill us in. Yeah, so basically he was literally at a hotel yeah. right down the street mm-hmm. thinking he was going to get the job, yeah. and it was a done deal. And then, so no, nope. they went the other direction. Mark Tressman, crazy. Word on the, the street nerd is coach. the, the
1: CFL. The Bears did not want to bail on their four three defense. They wanted to keep what what is that called? The wide nine or whatever. They wanted to keep their old defense intact. And what did Bruce Aarons want to do? Well, I like this guy named Todd Bowles. I want him to be my DC. Mm-hmm. And they're like three four. We're not. I'm not feeling that. And so yeah, they went with Tressman. That was a disaster. Mm-hmm. And the Cardinals were the benefactor. And Another good point that came up from the Zach Ertz interview, if you haven't seen it, it's up on our YouTube, check it out. Basically said the first choice for the Eagles a couple of years ago was Ben McAdoo, and he he spurned them. I think he went to the Giants, right? Mm-hmm. And so they got Doug Peterson as a result. How about last year? Same wow. situation. Jacksonville wanted Byron Lefwich. He didn't want them, so they got Doug Peterson. So, again, we're not trying to say, like, well, the Cardinals are going to get lucky by default.
2: There is is some sort of common ground there, though. I mean, say that again. So, the the Eagles go with Peterson. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. The Jags go with Peterson.
2: The Jags Jags go with Peterson, right? But also you have more established uh, opportunities. A guy like Kafka... (laughs) You're just running the risk with inexperience Mm -hmm. and that you're just trying to get in on the maybe even before the ground level on who's going to be a hot commodity in the next coaching cycle, maybe two coaching cycles from now. Just like the same mistakes. It's like that's why I really point to the 2018 after the 2018 season when this ownership fired Steve Wilkes. They said this was our mistake. We're responsible for that. We're going to hold ourselves accountable for that. But what what did they actually do? It's one thing to say it, but then here we are a couple of years later after Cliff Kingsbury, yeah. and you're seeing the same mistakes, and then you're seeing them potentially
1: make the same sort of hire. It's like, what have you learned? I don't know what they've learned. I, I've learned that they like to take their time, yeah, and they don't like the splashy move, or they can't secure the splashy move. I, I did people think, in the chat saying, "Sweet Lou, it is." I, I just think I don't feel like there's momentum with him right now. Do you? Uh, well, he interviews well, tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, That's going to be the big one right there. To me, the names we've heard all week were Mike Kafka uh, being potentially the front runner, and now we've got some new names that, that could emerge on Monday.
0: Listen, I think if, if, if Kafka was the dude, he'd be the dude. You think so? Yeah, I think he would have been named already. But I feel like they he left the door open. Now they're going to talk to Anarumo, and who knows who else they're going to talk to?
2: Well, the word was Anarumo they had zero expectations for. Yeah. They, they saw the performance, right? Exactly. He kicked the crap out of the Bills. His, his, the, the, them being in that game with the Chiefs, despite yeah. what was going on with the referees, uh, was was pretty impressive. And then no expectations, and he blows them away. Yeah. So now he, they're just like, okay, if he blows this away twice, maybe he stays in the conversation. That, that's why they haven't signed Kafka. It's yeah. crazy. Well,
0: you're hey, you want the best. You want the best guy. Yeah. It doesn't matter in what way it comes, you need the best guy. So go get the best guy. That's it. And Arumo's the best guy as of right now on paper. From everybody you're talking to. I know people think Kafka's like this, oh, he could be brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well Cliff could have been brilliant right, too, yeah. but he wasn't. So I'm I don't want I don't want the, the hope. The, I don't want the potential. The I Giants the, the Giants deal had deal. some dudes,
2: right? On, on offense, right, outside. It. Daniel Jones played, took him from below average to average maybe, but Barkley being back was huge, right? Mm-hmm. He was more than a dude. He was elite. Uh, y- you didn't have that in Anarumo, Anarumo's defense and I thought if you were to pit the, the Bengals defense for the Giants offense, I'm more impressed by what Anna Rumo's done than Kafka and Dable have done with that Giants offense. Well,
1: I like it two factors. So, the Bills lost Brian Dable. They were not the same offense this year. The Chiefs, lost Mike Kafka, and they were a better version of last year's team, and they're going to win the MVP. Without Tyreek Hill. Without Tyreek Hill. Mm. And Patrick Holmes is going to win an MVP, and they're in the Super Bowl. Like, again, Mike, hit your wagon to, like, a defensive head coach. Own an offense yourself. No one believes that it was just you alone and that Brian Dable, who, by the way, should win Coach of the Year, didn't have his fingerprints all over that offense. I, I just, I, To me, it just feels like one of these situations in which the Cardinals – say one thing at the end of the year and again i could be t- be completely off base they may not hire mike kafka or they'll hire him and he's great but it's like we want we, we don't want a specialist we want a guy who just knows offense and defense like cliff didn't know anything about offense and, or defense and team building they literally had to go court vance joseph to come here to coach the defense and they were like dueling head coaches and i'm not saying kafka is going to be that but man there's just too many similarities i don't think the cardinals for the sake of this coaching hire. Can't afford to do the Kingsbury route again.
2: Tanner in the chat saying Kafka uh, is another Cliff is such a lazy argument. I, I just disagree with that wholeheartedly. I, it's it's too similar. He, and I almost say that Cliff Kingsbury had more experience than Kafka.
1: He was a head coach. Yeah. He was a head coach. He was a failure of a Belichick. head coach. He
2: was 35 and 40 at Texas Tech. Uh, comes through the ranks there, gets fired by his alma mater, mater and he's going to go to USC and be their OC. And then the Arizona Cardinals pluck him to be one of the. The weirdest coaching hires in the history of the NFL. Uh, Kafka, I mean, he wasn't even the main play caller there in in New York. And
0: we're going to sit here and say he's the guy that was able to change things. The The, the only thing I would say and I would push back on is is the fact that when you compared the two, you said basically Kafka, Kafka had more tools than Anarumo. And I would probably disagree with that a little bit because... Caffey didn't have shit, <laughs> shit at the Giants. If you're saying Daniel Jones and, and Saquon Barkley was was enough to get you to the playoffs, I have about four previous years of experience to tell you otherwise. You know what I mean? And and, and some really anemic offensive play. They did the most with what they had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I I, I think lends a little bit more, uh, you know, to that argument in terms of Kafka over Anarumo. Yeah. But it's, I mean, we're talking about fractions of a difference, no, in, and in it, my
1: opinion. Again, and it, it seems like we're coming off anti-Mike Kafka. I think Mike Kafka will work in certain situations. But anybody who's followed this team at nauseam, especially this year, and knows that they're going into a tough year as it relates to Kyler Murray mm-hmm. and their cab situation and the transition to hopefully playing more rookies and, and moving off some of these veterans that are overpaid... And everything off the field, with you know, a coach getting fired in Mexico City for groping a woman, allegedly, and, allegedly, yeah. and, and uh, speeding arrests for Hollywood Brown, and the running backs coach had to resign. He had domestic charge. Um, all of that, like to me, you got to be convinced. Like Mike Kafka is wise beyond his years. Like he's a world beater. He's a changer of a culture. He can implement everything he says. And I just, to me, it's just you can pass on a good candidate. Because they're not the right candidate for you today. And how many times we talk about it with draft picks? Like, X player would have succeeded if they were only drafted into the right organization, mm-hmm. right? Like, Hassan Reddick, had he been drafted by Philadelphia or the Steelers off the jump, he probably would have gotten paid a lot earlier. I think the same can be said about coaches. Like, Mike Kafka could be a head coach, the right head coach for a different team. I just don't, it, there's too many issues with Arizona for him to have to clean up. I don't think it's. I don't want to say fair because you would be making millions of dollars, but right. I, I don't think it's the right situation. Well,
2: and Agent 47 saying in the chat, everybody crushing in the chat as always, but, you know, Anaruma would make this defense the top five. They have a long way to go to, to do that. But you look at the personnel, it's probably more equipped with Kyler potentially missing half the season. Yeah. Uh, guy who was out here today, Isaiah Simmons, a lot of talent there that you're going to want to harness. And, and finally kind of... Uh, Kind of get over that hump and become a true impact maker on each and every down. Zavin Collins, one of those guys as well, back to back first round picks. You would love to maybe gift a guy like Anarumu that plus third overall pick yeah. trending towards either Jalen Carter or Will Anderson. I mean, you've got the pieces in place that a mad science, scientist like Ra- Lou Ann Maruno, like that, that's exciting to think about to where it's like you're going to give Mike Kafka. Half a season of Kyler Murray, where he's probably not going to be up to 100%. Yeah. Plus, you've got no Zach Ertz. You've got a second-year Trey McBride. you got James Conner back there as your running back. Suddenly, this offense, you, you do have DeAndre Hopkins and Hollywood Brown, but no offensive line. It, it, it's, it's, it's a little daunting for a first-year play caller on the offensive side of the football.
1: Jimbo, delicious in the chat. $5 <laughs> super chat. Thank you, Jimbo. The letter, uh, the letters in Lou's last name, when rearranged, spell "our man." Could be a sign. Hmm. Uh, I think I'll take it as a sign that he had the best unit of any of these coaches last year, and he would come with a clear identity. And so, like, I just I'm not right. convinced. Mike Kafka versus Sean McVay or Kyle Shanahan or Pete Carroll. I don't love those odds.
0: The, I think I think is more hungry at this point. Yeah, you know, he's because he's been in the game for so long. He's been thirsty for his opportunity to be able to to be a head coach um, and this might be it this might be his time to grab one of these positions and see what he can do a la bruce arians i mean bruce arians literally was in the league forever yeah thirsty for his opportunity got shunned a couple times finally got his gig with the cardinals and yeah. made the most of it and rumo gives me Bruce Arians vibes. Yeah. And, and, and maybe this is just revisionist history and we, we feel like, you know, okay, I, I know this. yeah. So maybe that's why I'm veering towards it. But um, tremendous success under Arians and I'm, I'm hoping that if Anarumo's the guy, we'll, we'll see similar success.
2: But I think maybe more well-versed <laughs> than B.A. because B.A. came into a churn roster but albeit a veteran roster uh, where he got a veteran quarterback in, in Carson Palmer off for nothing, yeah. right? And, and Larry Fitzgerald, he, he, he resurgence there. Yep. But yep. Anarumo, more I think, when you've got a younger roster and you hope it's a lot younger than it, it's been the last couple seasons, as they embrace maybe more of a rebuild, that Anarumo can be a guy that can set the can structure things for this, yeah. for these young
0: guys to develop. So the one thing I would say about Bruce Arians is that when he got hired, Steve Kine was also at the peak of his abilities yeah. because he was able to get Carson Palmer. Yeah, they worked, they he, collaborated he, he, very well. He, he got Chris Johnson. Mm-hmm. He got a lot of key pieces that helped out that offense. Also retooled Larry Fitzgerald from an outside receiver to a slot receiver. Yeah, extended and really, his career. And really emphasized the blocking game for Larry Fitzgerald, which he hated at first, yeah. but it ended up paying dividends for them in the long run. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you look at Anarumo and you look at this defense, Listen, Isaiah Simmons, for as long as we've known him, has been this hybrid whatever the hell he is, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Anarumo can come in here and identify exactly what he is and say, okay, this is what you're going to be. Yep. You might not like it at first, but this is going to be the best for you in the long run. Sell him on that, and then he becomes an all-pro. Yeah. like, and, and that's that's what you're hoping will happen. On the offensive side of the ball, if you got Kafka coming in, there's just too many variables with him right now that you just don't know about yeah. um, because there is no proven track record. And that's what, that's what to me, would concern me the most.
1: Well, and Bo's brought this point up before. It's like the time-time signings kind of died when Bruce Arians left, and that was because those were Bruce Arians' contacts. Those yeah. were the free yeah. agents he got a to know. Yep. And then it's like, where's all the splash moves, Steve? And it's like, wait a minute. Were your contacts really Bruce Arians? Yeah. And the same thing would go for Mike Kefka. It's like... You've had a cup of coffee in the NFL. You don't have relationships right. built with these guys, whereas somebody like Lou or Eric Bieniemy, they've got a decade-plus of experience yeah. to say, hey, this guy played for me here. He's on this practice squad. He's on this team. Let's go get him.
0: Again, yeah, uh, and Steve Kime had to probably butt dial accidentally, fucking you know Bill <laughs> O'Brien, and then Bill was like, "Hey, you want D Hop? Yeah, yeah, you got him. That was it. You know what <laughs> I mean, mean?" So he met Steve Wilkes on a beach. That's a real story.
2: That's how he kind of came and made his way to become the Arizona hey, Cardinals can, head can coach. Can we
1: emphasize something? We we wish Steve Kime the best, yeah, um, and hope he's doing well. But from a, a professional standpoint, football standpoint. Jordan Schultz, friend of the program, was on with us yesterday. Check out the interview if you haven't already. Could not emphasize enough how big of a subtraction that is in the best possible way for the Cardinals yeah. and their fan base. He had just become so toxic as it relates to the franchise that really we're here. I'm nitpicking the fact they don't have a head coach today today that the removal of Kime, in particular might be the biggest move they make the entire off season for the better because now at least we've got somebody who has a plan outline in and Fort Company a bunch of external Scouts new people to decipher this personnel to evaluate and we can't wait to see what they do tomorrow on the show am I gonna am I gonna tell you what's going down cool. but I'm gonna I'm gonna tease something damn easily if we can if we get them, Mm-hmm. The biggest guest we've ever had on PHNX Cardinals yes. tomorrow on the show. Big time. Um, and I can't wait for you guys to see what I think is, is going to be a banger interview.
2: And then some. And then another yeah. solid interview. Like yeah. We've got three things in the works that we're excited about Hoping those come to fruition, but I mean, lots you guys of moving are, you parts are here. really
0: trying to get double teamed on this one. <laughs> it's going to be fucking phenomenal.
2: <laughs> Not sure if I'd use that verbiage,
0: but. I thought we were going into a Roman ad. I'm sorry. Oh, you're <laughs> good.
1: <laughs> we, we checked that box yesterday. Uh, check this box. Be sure to like this video. Subscribe. PHNX Sports here on YouTube. It's been a fantastic week. Yes. I mean, like, listen, Kevin Durant, the Super Bowl, free agents. Uh, we've got the draft coming up, the NFL Combine. We're going to get a new head coach at some point. You want to make sure, ring that bell for notifications. We're basically live round the clock here at PHNX, PHNX Programming. Subscribe to the PHNX Cardinals podcast wherever you get your podcast. We appreciate all the support. You guys have been fantastic. Keep it plugged in. We've got content coming. Huge day tomorrow, the final day from Radio Row ahead of Super Bowl They, they want to know Bo. if it's
2: Isaiah Simmons tomorrow. Uh,
1: it is not, <laughs> no. it is not no. Isaiah It's Simmons. bigger than Isaiah Simmons. Is, I can say that. It is uh, bigger than Isaiah Simmons. But it's not bigger than Bob Rock. Uh-huh. It's not bigger than Saul Bookman. Uh-huh. And I'm here as well. We appreciate all of you, and we'll see you tomorrow.